Welcome to the Slappy Boys Podcast, Episode Two. I am your host, A.A. Ron, and I'm co-host Timofi. All right, and we are back with Episode Two. Thank you for being here. Thank you for living. Uh, before we get into anything, I want to say prayers up for my boy Jalen Brown, Boston Celtics. Uh, he took a nasty fall tonight. Probably has a concussion. So uh, prayers up to him. That's all I want to say. And uh, let's get into the podcast. Uh, first thing we want to talk about here is uh, it's a little it's a little late. It's about a week late, but uh, J.R. Smith shooting guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, he served a suspension last week for throwing soup at a coach. What I want to know is whose man's is this? I want to know what soup it was. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. USA Today posted an article about it about a week ago about what kind of soup it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and nobody knows. How do you not know? Did no one see the mess it made? I, I don't know. No one said anything about it. Damn. They had a poll about it, what kind of soup it was, and uh, the winning soup was chicken noodle. I figured as much. I don't, I don't know. Do you really? Can you really hurt somebody with chicken noodle soup, though? What kind of soup is hurting someone? I mean, it could be hot. Exactly, you could burn somebody with soup. Yeah, I know, but chicken noodle soup would be hot. Fair enough point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He served a one-game suspension. Because yeah. it was that game. It was that day he served a suspension. Yeah. Do you think this is going to happen again? That would be pretty funny if it happened again. I would love to see this. J.R. Smith has been a part of some uh, some crazy antics throughout his career, untying people's shoes at the free throw line. Um, after they won the championship, he spent a, t- a solid two weeks without a shirt. I remember President Obama calling him out about that, putting really? on a shirt. Obama called him out on that. One? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> J.R. Man. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get it together. Jesus Christ. We'll never know. Um, Derek Rose is back. I we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. They're getting cut by the Utah Jazz after being traded there by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Derek Rose has been signed tonight or today oh. by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, wow. Um... Reuniting with Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, and Tom Thibodeau, all from the uh, old early 2010 Chicago Bulls teams. As a Chicago Bulls fan myself, uh, it brings back a lot of good memories, you know? uh... I do not know that feeling. (laughs) I do not watch basketball, but... Yeah, Derek... Nice to know. uh, Yeah, Derek suited today but he didn't play any minutes at least I don't think so that's alright yeah it's all good coach put him in the game next time it's all uh, it's all Gucci but yeah I, I just I just hope he succeeds man as long as he's not out there just doing nothing exactly man but the things Derrick Rose has been through you know all these injuries and setbacks and criticisms and haters yeah but at least he got to do good at least yeah he got his money but definitely got his money 
you know, sometimes money isn't everything, and that's going to lead us into our next topic. Um, players like Derrick Rose, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Love have been opening up a lot about uh, their mental health issues. Uh, earlier this week, Kevin Love described a panic, a panic attack that he suffered in November during a game and how he's uh, been seeing a therapist and things like that, and um, DeMar DeRozan, about a month ago, tweeted out, this depression gets the best of me. Um, I would say that you and I both have had our fair share of uh, issues with our mental health. Um, how do you feel about athletes really kind of starting to open up about it and bringing, bringing attention? Towards these issues. Uh, wait, whoa. What's happening? Uh, you, you just went really quiet there. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, well, oops. I was just saying how uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love have been yeah, yeah. up about mental health issues. Uh, how do you feel about these athletes kind of bringing that to the spotlight for more people to... Uh, know about it well i'm sure that the the awareness is pretty good but i mean we have who hasn't been over these things before that athletes have issues mm -hmm. and given it's it's only a correct response anyways i mean for some of them to have a panic attack anxiety issues being in front of large crowds all the time yeah um um, everyone has their days. Exactly. Whatever. Athletes are people too. Yeah, we tend to, athletes are definitely people. We tend to put these athletes up on pedestals because, you know, they're born 6'8 and 250 pounds and can play basketball better than the average human. You dominate. You know, it's, 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 sometimes it's kind of like, you know, these people sometimes. are... Just like you and me. Yeah, sometimes we just forget. And we put everything we put everything aside and we're like, oh then nothing could happen to them. Just a just a physical injury. No one exactly. no one really thinks about mental health. No, I don't really know any other athletes that have really brought attention towards mental health during their playing like, careers. Yeah, during their playing career for sure. Usually it's like uh football players after mm -hmm. God knows how many like years. That. God knows how many years after they've been retired. It's like, yeah, I've, I had multiple concussions, and it really caused some mm -hmm. deep problems with me. Even players like, uh, I remember former players like um, Mike Ditka. Oh, yeah. He coached the Chicago Bears to the 85 Super Bowl. Yeah. Won. Um, remember he got fired from ESPN, because um, I, I assume that it's something mental but during an espn show he started to um kind of go on this rant about uh barack obama well yeah and i'm just assuming that it's something cte related concussion related something like that maybe he was just genuinely <laughs> maybe not... it's just age he just he just wanted to put that out there <laughs> maybe he was just upset about it yeah, I remember seeing yeah. things about, you know, 
Mike Singletary and Jim McMahon, also players from the Bears, doing things to kind of keep their brains working, like doing puzzles and shit, so that they don't yeah. fall victim to CTE and things like that. So their brain doesn't turn the fucking mush. Exactly. Got to keep it going, man. You can't let that thing go. Yeah, man. That's what. Just... Most, that's what. That's the. That's the thing everyone does. They. Mm-hmm. They. They find that they have nothing to do. They have nothing to waste their time on. Their brain just goes. Deteriorates. You got to yeah, keep man. that thing working. At all times, man. Just. Just remember, man. Athletes are people too. They got the same exact brains as us. Despite what they do physically, mentally, they're just the same. Yeah, but if anyone else like has these issues and stuff, just you—if you think that you know, or you're worried, do some puzzles. Mm-hmm. Even It'll with be a like, relaxing uh... time for you, I do it. Mm-hmm. Fun. Got some I've... personal time. Satisfaction. It's great. Yeah, I think issues like DeRozan's and Loves could bring more attention towards the league. Yeah. Bring in like therapists. Like, no one would think. Therapists. No one would think that basketball players are having these issues. I mean, there's no. There's usually zero head contact and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, unless you take a spell, you're not really getting hit in the yeah. head in basketball. Yeah. So you think that people aren't getting like mad concussions and stuff like that. But anything can happen. Yeah, know. money isn't. I don't everything. know how it works. Money isn't everything, and it can, and you can, you know, it doesn't fill any. It can sometimes not fill a lot of voids. So some, you know, these players can be going through depression and anxiety and things like that. And I think people, yep. people like Rosen and Love, opening up about this can bring more attention to, you know. The owners and the general managers to kind of bring on team therapists because I'm pretty sure those don't exist in basketball. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, they probably just, if anything, have private ones. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Kevin Love. There's, you know, a doctor and a trainer for pretty much every physical injury you could ever think of. Yeah. There's a I'm pretty sh- I'm trainer pretty sh- and doctor hired by the team. Yeah. To take care of that. But there's nothing really for mental health. Like, if you have a panic attack, like, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, someone's got to know. Oh. I think they need to bring on more specialists about that. That would be... Yeah, that would be a pretty good idea. Sure, everything's good. But yeah, man, moving on. Um, got the March Madness. Yeah, March Madness is coming. Selection Sunday is in three days. I haven't paid too much attention to college basketball this year, but I do know some of the top prospects for the NBA and where they go to college. Unlike me, I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, I think I just listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> I think Duke might be the favorite this year. But every time I say that, they always lose. Well, I mean, do they? Is it always promising up to a certain point? Oh yeah. Or is it just like absolute shit out of nowhere? Eh, sometimes Grayson Allen tends to choke, but 
Yeah, he's been good for like what seems like the eighth year he's been at Duke. They have a top three prospect in next year's draft in Marvin Bagley III. They got some other good guys like Marquise Bolden. I think they might have Wendell Carter Jr. It's crazy how long people stick around. Oh, I know. Guys like um, Harry Ellis from Kansas. Uh, I remember him being there for many years. And now I... Are you still in school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you still actually participating in classes? Like, what, what are you... And it was ironic. What kind of degree did... do you have? It looked like he was like 36 years old. He had a full-blown stash and everything. Are you are you a doctor? <laughs> Man, Jesus Christ! God damn! Now we never hear from him. Now that he's out of college. Oh yeah, it's Duke. Yeah, they look they look like the favorite this year. They got a lot of guys that seem like they could be serviceable in the NBA, which means they're pretty dominant against uh, college competition. So I'm picking them as the favorite. Like, favorite. Don't be surprised if they yeah. lose in the first or second round. Who else is going? Oh, jeez. Uh, There's a lot of teams. Uh, uh, other favorites are probably you know, the usuals, Kentucky. Yeah, Kansas, the usual. I was going to say, like, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Arizona probably has a good chance with DeAndre Ayton at center. Another top mm. prospect. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Duke. <laughs> Alright, let's see how that goes again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Selection Sunday, this Sunday on uh, one of those channels on the TV. Watch that shit. Watch one of those channel ends. things. I don't have TV, but... <laughs> yeah, you'll know when the madness is marching, my guy. Yeah, when I look through Twitter and I see that it's trending, I'll know. I'll see certain colleges trending. It'll be okay. Listen, fam. What? These apps like Bleacher Report and NBA Twitter, they need to stop gassing up these highlights where they miss. Fam. If James Harden missed that three <laughs> when he dropped Wesley Johnson, I wouldn't have cared. But he made the three. After staring at him for what felt like a hundred years, he pulled up and splashed the three. I saw this the other day. Bleacher Report posted something. Let me find the screenshot. Donovan Mitchell nearly throws down dunk of the year. If he didn't do it, I don't care. It's true. You could have your nuts in whoever's mouth. If you don't finish the dunk, it's not worth shit to me. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, it's all opinion, but I I would think the exact same thing. It's like I see. Uh, I'm not really impressed. <laughs> Didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You're almost at it. Like if Patrick I got Kane, you a dollar, but you almost had it. Yeah, you had a million dollar move and a five cent finish. It, do- it doesn't mean anything. Like if Patrick Kane put the puck through somebody's legs and swiveled the hockey stick around <laughs> as if it was moving freely and shot it and missed. I would not be. That's just a good joke. I mean, it's a good move. 
but it is a good move, but still, I. But if they didn't finish the play accurately, I, I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't care. I'd I'd rather be like that was some good shit, but then be like, well, he missed. Mm -hmm. Why well, is this a highlight? I don't understand. Exactly, it's a good move, but don't put it on the Sports Center top ten, and don't make it that least, big of a deal about it. If if they did miss, don't show us them missing. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, you can make a good. Uh, you can transition that short. I don't in give a Sports shit. Center if you hit a good crossover or you. I've seen I've seen them show like the move was nice. Uh, that's what I feel like they sometimes want to focus on is that the move was nice, but I don't think there was so much focusing on what on like if they scored or not. But it's always that move was a uh, pretty stylish. So let's look at that. Exactly. If you're gonna hit a million dollar move, you gotta have a million dollar finish. But if they're gonna keep the reel going and show the miss, I don't want to watch. What's the point? They missed. That's almost embarrassing for them. I'd be embarrassed. Uh, Damn, we why, got, they gotta, why do you gotta do me like that? We got one last topic for sports, and we're moving towards the NFL. It looks like uh, the still Legion sports. of Boom. <laughs> it looks like the Legion of Boom for the Seattle Seahawks is uh, it's over. They traded oh. uh, the very vocal Michael Bennett, I think, to Philadelphia, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Which uh, is good for Philly, because uh, yeah, what do they ever get? A good player. <laughs> they got another good defensive player to add to that front line to make yeah. another run with potentially Carson Wentz instead of Nick Foles. But shout out to Nick Foles. Get that so paper, man. He needs to get paid. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he's the backup quarterback, and he came in and. Took him to the Super Bowl. I, uh, I say that's uh, props. Uh, all right, yeah. This is true. And it he did, looks he like did do pretty, pretty damn good in the game. Yeah, exactly. Getting back to the Seahawks, they uh, they traded Michael Bennett, and I heard today that they're probably going to be cutting Jeremy Lane and Richard Sherman. And just a couple days ago, Richard Sherman was actually telling his teammates goodbye. That he, he just assumed that he was done oh. in Seattle. I mean, they have a good defense, and they still have a top three, probably, I would say top three quarterback in the league with uh, Russell Wilson. They yeah, just, Russell Wilson's pretty good. He's, he's up there. They just won a Super Bowl. God, what was that? When they beat Denver really bad. Uh, it was like 2013, I think. I don't think it was that long ago. Um, only a few years. Yeah, they're blowing up the team. What are they doing? Yeah, that team's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the Browns. It's gonna be the new Browns. Yeah, last year they didn't make the playoffs. Mostly because their offensive line was terrible. I think they could have still been Super Bowl contenders if they just buffed up the line a little bit and kept their defense intact. Yeah, but this all goes on to the players, I think. I mean, Some if this of them. Is, what? 
It, I mean, it all depends on the players that you got already, anyway. Mm -hmm. Some of them aren't that great at all. They just kind of got the bad pick on that one. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know why I traded this guy for you. Suck. <laughs> I mean, if this is how they're gonna handle the team, free my man's Russell Wilson. Get him out. Get him in a situation where he can win. You get him on a winning team. Trade him to Denver. But you know what? If I'd be surprised if they actually did something good next year. Yeah, somehow they... If they somehow pull it together, I don't know how, but they can somehow pull some stuff together, I'd be amazed. Oh yeah, me too. With the way they're blowing up the team, they're probably going to have to bring in a bunch of new guys. Oh yeah, they'll definitely have to bring in a bunch of new guys. The chemistry is going to be off, especially after all those years and and two Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. I, I just don't see it. I don't know. We'll see. I, luck's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of luck, Andrew, come back soon, my man. Sure. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's pretty much gonna do it for sports. Um, I mean, this one kind of uh, has something to do with sports. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Bit. James Harden. James Harden, my man, the NBA's MVP, wearing a uh, Black Ops Four hat. Was See, hat. I thought it was all a joke. I thought that hat was just like I thought it was gonna mean something else completely. Oh yeah, I did too. Like it was some type of clothing brand or something. Yeah, I didn't actually think that it would actually be a Call of Duty. But it is a Call of Duty Black Ops Four hat, and uh, a couple of days after that, they confirmed on their Twitter that Black Ops Four is happening. October twelfth. October twelfth, it's releasing. Um, Which I still find very strange, considering that. That all, is a little weird. All Call of Duties have been released in the first week of November. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, I don't know. Man, it's weird. But you know what? I won't complain. Even dating back to, like, Modern Warfare 3, that came out but, the first week of November. But do you think that they're still gonna drop Modern Warfare 2 Remastered? Uh, probably not with this one. Yeah. Because it's a Treyarch game. Yeah, since it's Treyarch, that's what so I'm saying. So I think thinking. next year, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered should be coming if they're gonna. Will that be next year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that will be next year. Alright. Uh, so we got a whole other year to wait. Oh, man. Yeah, another year before you can catch me on Rust on the Xbox One. 1v1 me. 1v1 bro, that's me where after all school, bro. My beef is gonna be settled. I'll be if fired. anybody has a problem with me at work, <laughs> you can come Ow. get this work on Rust, fam. Yeah, it'll be a good time. But getting Can't back wait. to Black Ops 4, how are you feeling about Black Ops 4? You think it's going to revive the franchise a little uh, bit? Jarek uh, has made some pretty decent games, I won't lie. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd agree with that. I, In my opinion, I, I've liked all the Black Ops. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I've never minded 3. It was just the lack of people to play it with. I always forget about 3. I didn't care three. for it that much. I, I like 3. Uh, it was fun. It was, it was easy. It's definitely um, better than Advanced Warfare and Ghosts. <laughs> the one thing I don't like about Black Ops is, in, as a series in itself, I've never cared for the whole competitive scene of part of it. I've never, uh -huh. never cared for it. 
and I know that it's done good for you know those people and now they can make a life out of playing Call of Duty professionally and other games so I just feel like that is slowly draining the franchise yep and I mean I enjoy the games I've always played them come home from school and middle school play some Modern Warfare 2 my loud ass 360 with Call of Duty my rocket ship sounding 360 (laughs) turning my TV screen green oh man Those those are the good days yeah, it was a. Uh, I miss I miss it, but moving forward, you got you got a whole you got a whole lot more possibilities. Yeah, I think in the age of esports. Now that they're finally, and, li- uh, but they're finally listening. Yeah. That we don't like the jetpacks. I uh, swear to God, if Black Ops Four is boots on is not boots on the ground, I'm not picking it up. Straight up. I didn't. That's yeah. why I didn't. Like I mean, I'll more than likely pick it up anyway. Or Infinite Warfare. Because... I'll end up getting it anyways, just because, probably. See that—that's my problem, man. I hold Call of Duty so close to my heart because you know it's game. <laughs> that game's. I've pretty. I've pretty much spent my entire middle school and high school life. Playing games like Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 1 and the Modern Warfare series. Modern Warfare series is the best thing ever. But yeah, I, I, I'm i confident in Treyarch. I think uh, Black Ops 2 was honestly the last Thank good you know. Call of Duty that I've cared for. Yeah. Like, I mean, extraordinarily. Yeah, no, uh, they, they definitely did a great job of Black Ops 2. Uh, and, then it was, and then Black Ops 3 kind of brought it back. Into I got three, yeah, decent was, for me. It was alright. So, you know, Treyarch, you're doing something right. Treyarch? I remember when everyone used to bash Treyarch. Like, you know, oh, when Black Ops 1 first came out? I, I don't really care for Black Ops 1, but I'll play it just because. Yeah, Black Ops 2 is definitely better than Black Ops 1, but I... Oh, uh, no, they improved a lot. Their, their graphics in Black Ops 1, I don't know what that was. Yeah, it was kind of, uh, kind of iffy. It looked so weird. It looked like you were playing on like a a cheaply made console that didn't have the the power of playing on a, mm-hmm. some sort of high definition. Like they're just like the three D model in that game is just it always bothered weird. me. Yeah, like you play on Nuketown and the grass itself would make the game lag. Yeah, I remember that. Because they actually went and modeled out each fucking thing of grass. Yep. Each blade of grass was like had to some be sort of weird two D image. It was. It was I not mean, that deep, fam. It was. And the fact of color scheme and all those things, it was nice. But when they came down to hey, let's model this out now. Uh huh. I did not care for that. Uh, it was very, very weird to get into that game because I remember I was I was so used to Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three. I never really liked playing Black Ops One that much. 
I'm and I don't. I've never held zombies close to me, so I can't I say that. Zombies. Yeah, you love zombies. And, oh, they'll probably have zombies, more likely. The yeah. originators coming back with zombies. So yeah, hopefully it'll be. Hopefully it's not a uh, good. I just. World War Two have zombies. Yeah, World War Two has zombies. It's uh. And it's Infinite War. No, no, it's kind of alright. They all did. Yeah, they all did. Um, everything after Black Ops One basically has it. You play any? Yeah, I think everything Call after Advanced Warfare has had a zombie mode. Black Ops Three, Infinite Warfare, World War Two. Yeah, those have all had zombies modes. No zombies. I like the World War Two zombies. I actually... don't have World War Two, so. Yeah, I know. Uh, the very few times I've played it, I've had an alright time. Cool. I I just kind of don't like the fact that it's all based around Easter eggs and stuff like oh, at this point. Yeah, they're all they're gonna be like that from now on. Probably oh, they're man. never they're never gonna go back to the old formula of how it used to be. I mean, the Easter eggs just survive cool. as long as you want. Yeah, they're cool, but when you base it, like... When you overdo it, Jesus Christ. When you have to literally to move farther in the map, I do Yeah, you I have do to not, do an Easter like, egg. And that's kind of how it is in World War II. You have to move farther, so you gotta do random shit. Yeah, the uh, Easter eggs from World at War to Black Ops 2, I thought... I, were there Easter eggs in Black Ops 2? Yeah. I've never cared for... Yeah, oh, yeah, there the, were. Uh, the transit... Whole... Uh, oh yeah, transit and transit uh, sparked it all, basically. And then the um, other one, what was that map called where it was Alcatraz? Uh, Mob of the Dead. Yeah, that one. I for yeah, that those are real. It was Mob of the Dead. But yeah, those Easter eggs, I thought they were cool. Yeah, those ones are cool. Oh, but the ones in Black Ops Some, sometimes you had to use them to get farther. And Mob of the Dead, you had to use them to get part of uh, Like, make the plane. Uh, I think I made the plane once. Yeah, I remember that. And it's actually on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You check out uh, Nene14's channel. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think... uh, it's, I believe it's like a four-part... Uh... <laughs> four-part series almost yeah, it's a four-part series of us uh, playing Mob of the Dead playthrough uh, good old days it's a pretty long playthrough though so I'll tell you that much I think each video is about an hour is it? yeah they're pretty Jesus. long uh, but uh, I've never really been a fan of the like how they did zombies now this, the the boss zombies Oh, that one uh, I don't in, really care um, for them. The, the one in free map on Black Ops Three. Yeah, I didn't. But that's not what I'm. You know, like ever since see in Black Ops One, you you had the Doctor. That that was okay. Oh yeah, on uh, but on five. Uh, yeah, on five. That one. But was that, cool. that one was acceptable because it, he only comes that one time. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, unless you don't kill him, but. Uh, but uh, ever since then they just kind of been overdoing it. Like Mob of the Dead, they had the Warden. Mm -hmm. Uh, they on uh Origins they had the the 
Oh, the, that giant and ass the robot. robot. The robot, uh, the one that has the extendo arm and flamethrower. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that fucking shit. set in 1942. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no, that always confused me. It's like, come on. It's like, I get it, what, you, what you're trying to do. It's like, they, they were trying to make super, super things to win the war. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're harvesting the 115 and all that. I mean, I just... get it for the most part, but it's like, dude, sometimes you just gotta chill with it. 115, best song ever changed my mind. <laughs> I like that song. From, from uh, Kino Dare Toten. Yeah. The Easter I fuck with it. Those were the Easter eggs that were fucking cool. Where you'd get it, and then it would play a song. Yep. And then plus it would throw in um, some backstory to almost like how all this shit happened. I thought and that it's was not cool. like it's not cutscenes. Even though I love cutscenes, I mean, I usually wait for like all of the map packs to come out so I can just watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Because mm. I don't, because I know I'll probably never be able to do them because I'm not that good at zombies. <laughs> so I just right. kind of watch them all. And it's better to watch it that way anyway because then you can watch it all together. Yeah, you can watch it. So it's like an actual like movie. Yeah, and they do take a while. Like, I watched the whole Black Ops 3 one. I, Actually, I, I watched all of the cutscenes up to the end of Black Ops 3. Hmm. And it actually was pretty neat. I, I like the idea that they had with it. Yeah. But there was a god that was creating everything that was going on. Yeah, I remember in middle school watching the video with somebody getting all the Easter eggs from, like, um, Shinonuma to like up to like Kino Dear Toten from Black Ops 1. Yeah. And being so freaked out about like uh, all the backstories and like the historical, uh, almost historical accuracy. I still love. Lining up with what was actually going on during like World War II and stuff. I still love the cutscene for Origins and for the beginning of it. I never saw it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's the one where the where Avenged Sevenfold plays in it, uh, in the background. Oh. Uh, when uh, uh, Dempsey comes in on the tank and starts mm. blasting all of them, and they all come in. They're all they're all doing their thing. What a fucking badass! It, it was so great. I, I love the cutscene of the uh, how the Germans are mining and shit, and then suddenly they uncovered the dude. And, uh-huh. Fucking murders all of them. They all turn into zombies. That shit was awesome. Oh yeah, shit was great. But yeah, uh, Black Ops Four. Uh, I'm not gonna say I have high hopes for it because it's so while away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I might get it. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I will me too. be gone. I will be away at school. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I Jeez. might have it. I might not. Yeah, we'll see how how that goes. Yeah, yeah I don't. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe good. I I'm not gonna get so, any kind of hype for it because there's no yeah no. For it. Yeah no, I'm not gonna put any hope into it right now. I'm just I'm gonna, gonna say that is there's Black Ops Four. Treyarch has yet to do anything really bad. Bad. Uh, I guess I guarantee it though that there will be a lot of competitive play, ranked matches and stuff. Game I mean, battles in the age of esports and League of Legends and CS:GO, you almost we are have to. in. Well, I mean, we are in the era of esports where it's 
becoming more and more acceptable. Oh, and it's becoming more and more like in the mainstream. Like they're. Uh, yeah, no, I know, but like people are actually opening up to the idea of you could live off of this. Like, oh, what, yeah. there's college. Like, there's a college that I believe it, you can get a scholarship. They have an esports team. My God. Well, I mean, they would obviously wow. need other colleges to have one, but oh, of course. But <laughs> to have an esports team in the first place, because I mean, why are you going to get someone a scholarship just to come play video games? And then, but they have an esports team, and you can get a scholarship for that. Like, that'd wow. be pretty great. That'd be pretty great. I but I believe I. It's for like a league and ah, uh, probably like Gears of War stuff like mm, that. CS:GO. I don't know what CS:GO. I've never seen that yet. Uh, but I know for a fact like League and Dota. Ah, yeah, Dota too. That's pretty popular. Uh, maybe uh, Compton Esports. What was the other one? Starcraft. Ah, yep. Like those ones, yeah, all typical. those like so, strategy, strategy ones, usually. I know. I mean, I'm not, is, gonna, I'm not uh, gonna say that CS:GO isn't a strategy game because it's definitely strategy. I just, I've just never seen it. And yeah, for, for really a college. Attention to uh, comp and esports. Uh, I know for there's a lot of esports now though. Two uh, K has crazy. Oh, do they? Yeah, they're coming out with one for 2K18. NBA 2K18, they have pretty cool, actually. Oh, I don't yeah. know why they haven't done that sooner. They almost... I think they almost didn't want to embrace it. Uh, I, I mean, mean I know they have... They were just probably waiting for it to become a mainstream thing, because it's yeah, basically always been... Yeah, so they can make the most been, money off it imaginable. It's, it's basically always been... Hey, uh... First-person shooter... Uh, that's takes some mm-hmm. skill. All right. Yeah. Then, then they move on. It's like, well, he's. Oh, I mean, how long have Dota and StarCraft been like a, a competitive thing? They've had those things going on forever. Oh yeah. Just always, they just weren't ever really put out there because they're like I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> but yeah. now it's actually it'd probably be a very good investment because mm-hmm. we're going to the future here so now that it's in the mainstream it's almost like alright let's push this out as like the first sports game to have an e-league so that everybody will everyone's, buy it play everyone's it everyone's moving good, to make an e-league invest in it I I'm sure there's going to be e-leagues for Madden, FIFA. Oh, I'm sure. Heading into the 2020s. It'd be crazy. Pretty soon you'll be watching uh, esports instead yeah, of actual I, sports. Yeah, I know they show like. Um, I remember I was watching ESPN this one time, and there was a Street Fighter. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Going on. I remember that. There was yeah. I remember that. Yeah, those are. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's weird knowing that that's gonna happen. Oh yeah. But you know, whatever. That's that's cool. Let people do what they want to. If it, people are happy with true, their job, true. whatever. Entertainment. Yeah, if you're good enough to make a career out of it, shit. Go for I'll it. I'll give you. I'll give you that. 
Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah. No. Black right. Ops Four. <laughs> oh yeah, Black Ops Four. October twelfth. I believe uh, that uh, there's going to be an event for the whole community event. The whole the community like event a... is on May seventeenth, I think. Yeah, like that one thing where they had the paintball map where it was oh, Cod X Town. Cod XP. Yeah, Cod XP. Scrapyard. It was Scrapyard. Oh, I thought they had Nuketown. But... Oh, they might have, but there was a Scrapyard one too. I remember Scrapyard, yeah. They had a Scrapyard one. I, don't, I, I think I know what you're talking about, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a more recent one. I, I do, I, but I mainly remember the Cod XP from plenty of years back. Yeah, but they made Scrapyard. That was yeah, really cool. that was pretty cool. I wish I could have gone to that. Yeah, but <laughs> we weren't that old. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, we don't have lots of money. Well, that kind of plays in that we weren't that old. <laughs> yeah. G- g- give us money. Somebody sponsor us. No. <laughs> Slappy Boys Podcast. SlappyBoysENT at gmail.com. Hit us up, sponsors. <laughs> but anyways, uh... We're gonna dive into some music, and we're gonna do something a little different. I hope you guys uh, give us some suggestions, give us some bands to do. But we're gonna be ranking albums from least favorite to favorite. This episode's is the Beatles. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start off with, personally to me, the best band of all time. Pretty popular. Uh, we're gonna go with the Beatles. Huh? Uh, there are 13 albums, and we're gonna go from least favorite to favorite. Um, I'll give off my number 13 first. I'm going to go with Yellow Submarine at number 13. Ooh, mine is uh, Magical Mystery Tour. Wow, I have that one yeah. pretty up high, actually. Yeah, I never I never cared for it. I don't know. Most of the older, most of the, like, once, once they were going and stuff, I didn't really care for it. I liked all their newer things. Mm-hmm. When they first came around, I liked all those. Yeah, to me, Yellow Submarine only has two good songs all together now, and Hey Bulldog. Yeah, and the you're rest right, of them right, are yeah. kind of well. Yellow Submarine was on Revolver, and All You Need Is Love was on Magical Mystery Tour. So yeah. I don't count those when I'm crit- critiquing the album. I don't count those because those are on other albums. So yeah. I would the worst song is probably one of the George ones, obviously, because there's only four <laughs> songs, and two of them are George, and two of them were written by John and Paul. But the best song to me is definitely Hey Bulldog. George Harrison is underrated. He is underrated. I used to I, not care I for him that him. much. But I'm He's starting great, to appreciate him more. When you, just, when you just listen for the guitar, it's great. I don't care for lyrics that much in some of these. Mm-hmm. But his guitar playing is... Especially the later stuff. Great. Like yeah. after, after Revolver, he really stepped it up. Guitar so I mean, Well, I was going to say one my guitar generally leaves, but that's Clapton. Yeah, but even something then, something solo. Good. He's something, something to uh, to marvel at. Yeah, his solo career. So you had uh, Magical Mystery Tour at Dead Last. Yeah. Yep. It's actually Jeez. funny. My number twelve was Yellow Submarine. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not care for it that much. I mean, you got Yellow Submarine on it. Yeah, that song's okay. The title, the title. 
title track is kind of all you need out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and even then, I I never cared for it anyway. It was, I mean, it was pretty cool how they made it. Oh, I yeah. appreciate how their talent to make it, but eh, it just wasn't for me. Eh, oh, also, and also opinions. might I mention there's a side two is in is entirely um, originals orchestrated by Sir George Martin. <laughs> but oh yes, I mean George that's Martin. that's not really my thing. I mean I respect George Martin a fuck ton for what he's done. Yeah, yeah. To the music industry, but Definitely. at this point, you know. It's just like a Yellow Submarine soundtrack, just background music for the movie, and I didn't, I, I don't really care for it that much. Yeah, but number yeah. twelve for me, I have Let It Be. <laughs> Their last album. Um, All right, let's see. Phil Spector, his production really wasn't fit for like the Beatles style. I don't know why they drifted off from George Martin for their last album. He, he definitely could have made it a lot better for me, but there are songs like uh, Dig It and Dirty Maggie May. That are like I, 30 I seconds. Really like, I really like Dirty Maggie May. I mean, it's, it's it's cool, but you know, it's like, eh, why is it on here sometimes? I've always, I've always kind of liked that song. It's good to me. Uh, I mean, that Let It Be is my number 11, though. Hey. <laughs> Uh, number 11 like oh, what, what? George Harrison on Let It Be yeah I mean mine's okay oh, I, I really like that I mean, how we play that uh huh where's Let It Be here we go yeah you know For You Blue is also okay oh yeah I think my favorite song on Let It Be would have to be Get Back Get Back yeah I really enjoy Get Back Get back is good no matter how many times you listen to it. But yeah, I mean, let it be. I'm, I'm not saying like it's a bad album, but I mean, there's so yeah. many great. You know, all these albums are good. Yeah, they're all opinion. they're all good in their but, own way, but you know, with the Beatles, I mean, you got to put something towards it's the bottom. The lack of songs that are good on them. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, you can only keep your interest for one song and it's like I don't really care for all the rest yeah but number 11 you had let it be yep all right uh, number 11 I have please please me really it, I mean it's it's just eh. for me it's pretty mean, high up for me I really like I mean it's a lot of covers I mean I think that's kind of part of it yeah I'm going yeah, to remember that's how they started yeah uh, I'm for me, it's definitely, I think it's one of the better debut albums. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of the Beatles discography, I think, you know, there's a lot, there was a lot of improvement. Even just from, you know, Let It Be. From yeah. Excuse me. Um, favorites. Uh, my favorite song is probably the first track on the album, I Saw Her Standing There. <laughs> that's a pretty good song. I mean, that's... Least favorite, lie, I like dude. I'd have to say, do you want to know a secret? I never really cared for it that much. Yeah. Uh. One, two. I always thought that was good. I mean, yeah, it's the Beatles. I mean, they. I, to me, they don't really have. Then that, again, that it's George Harrison. I, I like. I like how he does. It. But yeah, early George Harrison from like 
63 to 64 always seemed kind of quirky and awkward. Oh, I with, like with that. the guitar and on the mic. But you can't tell me that Twist and Shout isn't good. Oh, Twist and Shout is probably oh. my second favorite song on the album. But like, uh, uh, even Ferris Bueller making it super misery. And popular. Another good cover. I I liked Misery. Misery was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course you got. What were original? I mean, songs yeah. I saw standing there. Please, please me, love me, do. P.S. I love you. And I think there's a place. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that's it. The rest yeah. are covers. Misery, yeah, and Hand, covers. Chains, Boys. Maybe Ask Me Why might be an original, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm but not Baby sure. It's You, Do You Want to Know a Secret, Taste of Honey. Oh, all actually, covers. I really like Baby It's You. I was on that one for a that's long a, that's time. That's another good one. I was on that Listen one for a anywhere, long time. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, please, please me was number eleven for for me. <laughs> My number ten was uh was Abbey Road. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, there's some there. They have the good songs on there, but most of them are just like I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, never forget the time when you played the end on my piano. But <laughs> oh, that was great. I love. I actually <laughs> it was love so, that. It was song. so good. Uh, I come together is overplayed. I don't really care for it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a on, good like, song. Every too. it's on every fucking. It used to be on every Apple commercial. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, what something. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of have to be in a certain mood to listen to something. <laughs> you know, there was a time where I I actually just liked the guitar in Octopus's Garden. Uh huh. Polythene Pam, I just like for the memes. <laughs> are there memes? Funny. No, not, not that there are memes. It was just like, it was a good meme for me. I, it was all just a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are just too many it was, eh, it was, songs on Abbey Road for me. Yeah. What was your... Uh, uh, for me, you know, the back end... Is kind of like meh, like they're so they're kind of a. I think for the first time, or the only time in a Beatles album, I think there's like a big kind of stretch of bad, well not bad, but like bad for the Beatles, songs and like Sun King, Mean Mr. Mustard, and Polythene Pan, and even then, I don't really care for because, but I do like You Never Give Me Your Money, and that's right between because Sun King, so it kind of gives you. a it gives me something to enjoy, kind of in between on side two. Like, yeah. Like, came in through the bathroom window. I like and kind of the Abbey Road medley, medley of Golden Slumbers. Carry that weight in the end. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Octopus's Garden is a no from me. I just like the guitar in it. I just like how they did mm-hmm. that. Yeah, George plays a good riff on that. Yeah, it was a really good riff. Favorite uh, for me, I'd have to say she's so heavy. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was going to say, She's So Heavy is a really good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Least favorite, I would have to say Because. Yeah, I don't like Because. But... It's weird for me. In all of the songs, I don't think I ever listened to Sun King all the way through. No, I haven't either. Even yeah. though it's only two minutes. I mean, maybe we're missing something. I don't know. But I don't care for 
Have you ever realized that come together is 420? John, you ain't <laughs> slick. John Lennon, you're not slick. I'm calling you out right now. You ain't slick. Golden Slumbers has a good Paul song. Uh, yeah. I think Paul's vocals really kind of saves that song. Yeah, he's good with that sort of stuff. So what was uh your number nine then? Number nine <laughs> I have... Nine. Uh, number nine for me was with the Beatles. Oh wow, that's another high one. Um, yeah, with the Beatles was the United Kingdom release. I do really enjoy Meet the Beatles, which was the American release on Capitol, yeah. as opposed to with the Beatles, which is on EMI Parlophone. Yeah, um, actually, you know that? Yeah, I just realized that's not even on here, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I was. On, we were only counting UK. No, no, like it's it's not even like not even on Spotify. Yeah, I know. I, but, I never realized that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There are just too many songs that are kind of like meh. The, kind of the same with Abbey Road, oh, but I mean, really? I, it won't be long. All I've got to do. It's kind of like eh, these songs are okay. I, I liked it. Won't be long. I like uh, it. Won't be long more than do I got to do. Kind of Mm-hmm. All my loving. That's a, all my that's loving is my favorite Beatles song of all time. But don't bother me. That's a good George Harrison song. Yeah, uh, it's not his best, ugh. but I don't. No, think it's no, but it's a good one. Uh, I didn't care for Little Child. No, me uh, either. Till there was you. I love that song. That's, yeah, that's a good one. The cover Please, of Please, Mister Postman. Postman is just no. I just think of the meme for that one. <laughs> <laughs> with the guy with his grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me Roll tight. Over Beethoven. That's yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good cover by George. Hold me tight is one of my favorite Paul songs. I really like that one. Their cover of Smokey Robinson's "You Really Got a Hold on Me." I, I love that song. Really love that song. I want to uh, be your I man. Kind of seems like a throwaway song. Yeah, that was like, hey, we got a we got a filler. Uh, Devil in Her Heart. I actually like that. I song love a lot. that song. Yeah, I like that. Not song a second a time. Like it. Kind of meh for me. Right, and right. then their cover of Money is not really that great for me either. Yeah, I mean, but it's funny because I always hold I Want to Be Your Man over Rolling Stones fans' heads. It's like, John and Paul gave you this song, and that is what made, that's kind of what made the Rolling Stones blow up. <laughs> that was their My, first uh, chart topping, or not ch- chart topping, but it was their, their breakout single almost. My uh, number funny. nine was uh, The Beatles. Oh, the White Album? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't care for it. Uh, there's a lot of songs that just kind of went one through one year, not the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they had songs on there that were on other albums anyway. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, they have While My Guitar Gently Weeps on here. Uh, yeah. There are good songs, but I just wouldn't actually listen to them on a regular day. Kind of funny yeah. cause song I'm, I was listening to before this was number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I paused it one minute in. Oh, and can I just say, favorite for With the Beatles is def- is All My Love and least favorite is probably Please Mr. Postman. Man. Did you have anything else to add about the White Album? Uh, I don't know. This is some of these songs I've never actually like, listened to in their entirety ever. Yeah. Like, there's some of them, like, Obladi Obladaz, 
pretty catchy, but yeah. I, I don't like it personally because it's, it came up with this weird ass saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just kind of what Paul does. Goofy yeah, that's true. But like, I, I I can't say anything about Hunter Skelter though. I love that song. I can't say anything about it since it's. But yeah, I don't ever cared for it that much. Alright. What was yours? Uh, Why that one was your number nine, right? Yeah. Alright, number, number eight. Number nine? <laughs> yeah, it's ironic. Yeah, I know. Number eight for me was Beatles for Sale. Um. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of like that transition phase into where they got really, really good. I really liked Beatles for Sale. Yeah, I, I do like Beatles for Sale, but, you know, they're... It's a great album, but it kind of gets overshadowed by everything that came after it. After? Yeah, like, because, you know, they made Help right after that, and that's when... Yeah, I know that Help was a good one. Um, You know, there are songs like Babies in Black... Kansas City, their cover of Little Richard's Kansas City, Eight, day, eight Days a Week, obviously, it was a big hit in the yeah. 60s. Every Little Thing, I Don't Want to Spoil the Party. Um, those are all great songs for me, but then other than that, it's just kind of either meh, or I don't care for it. No, no Reply and I'm a Loser. Love them both. Those are two good songs as well. I yeah. love them. Uh, rock and Roll Music. Yeah, their cover of Chuck Berry. I do like that, but I feel like I'm like one of the very little people that actually like Mr. Moonlight. Uh that's my least favorite song on the album. I actually really like it. Uh, uh my favorite. I do not care for Honey Don't. No, do most not. Ringo songs are kind of. The they're all overshadowed. I do not like them. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the other songs on here, like Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby, I didn't care for. No. Uh, Kansas City's good. Uh, I didn't actually like Babies in Black that much. That's my favorite song on the album. Babies in Black is my favorite, least favorite, Mr. Moonlight. <laughs> I think that's pretty much all I have to say about Beatles for Sale. What was your number eight? Uh, Revolver. Revolver? Wow. I mean, you know my opinions on Revolver. I, I know the songs, but I don't actually care for them because they don't have any, like, sentimental meaning or anything to me. Uh -huh. I was just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, you had it playing in your car for a while. Oh my god, I had it. <laughs> the only Beatles in the CD I have. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Hibbert. Dr. <laughs> Hibbert. Uh, yeah, I like. I kind of like that song. Got to Get You Into My Life is like the song I would sing along with when I'm alone. I love just because you can fucking yell, uh huh. <laughs> but all the other ones, eh, it's too. It was a weird album. Yeah, I it's one of those strange right. ones because that was when they were. That eight, was when they were. That was when they were starting to go into that weird shit. <laughs> uh huh. Right after Rover yeah. Soul. Yeah. Um. Number seven for me was the White Album. Um, the thing about the White Album is that I can't put it too low, 
because there yeah. are too many great songs that I really love on the White Album, like back in the USSR. I mean, given there's a lot of songs. Exactly. That's kind of my <laughs> big gripe with the White Album, is that it almost drags on for way It's a very too long. long album. There are two discs. It's a double album. It drags on with a lot of mediocrity. Yeah, but like most of the second one. second half is... It's only like two good songs on there. Yeah, the back end of this album I find really just like almost the worst back end to any Beatles album ever. Yeah, the the front side was alright, I guess. But there, I I couldn't put it too low either. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there are songs like Back in the USSR, uh, Blackbird, Happiness is a Warm Gun, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, I Will, even Why Don't We Do It in the Road, I love that song. Your Blues, another great song. I mean, who doesn't love Story of Bungalow Bill? Oh, dude, of course. <laughs> that song's great. I mean, Except I just for like that part beginning. where Yoko sings. Fuck Yoko, I don't know. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't care for her. But then there, there are just too many songs that I just flat out don't like. Long, 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 Honey, honey Pie's okay. Savoy Truffle, Cry Baby Cry, Good Night, Don't Pass Me By. Piggies, like what is that? I actually I don't know. I've never actually listened to it. It's it's weird. It's a George song, but it's weird. I would say that's probably I mean, the worst George Harrison song for me. And know. that's probably my least favorite on the album, Piggies. And my favorite, I would probably right now I would probably have to say mm, maybe Blackbird or Back in the USSR. Back in the USSR is great. Yeah. I'd have to say Blackbird, though. It's probably my favorite on the White Album right now. What's your number seven? Uh, Sergeant Pepper's. Wow. Sergeant Pepper's pretty low. Kind of in towards the middle. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's up there for me. I never actually listened to it, really. Uh, it is really weird to get into for me. I, uh... Yeah, there's a lot of experimentation going on. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a lot of experimentation. Getting into really like psychedelic type of but stuff. But like, uh, I'll actually give it to him with a little help from my friends. Is actually all that's right probably me. my favorite song that Ringo. It was actually all right with me on this. Uh, that's my favorite Ringo song. Yeah. Uh, what is what else was there? Uh, when I'm 64. I actually like that one. Yeah. Uh, Followed that when he was 16. A Day in the Life. That's a good song. I think A Day in... I mean, it's not a bad song in any way, but... Jesus no. Christ. People overrate it. There yeah, are some no. songs... You know, people call... People, I've heard people say that A Day in the Life is the greatest song of all time. There are better songs oh. on this album. Yeah, no. There are songs uh, on Sgt. Pepper that are better than A Day in the Life. Yeah, no, I would never... Getting Better. Love that song. Uh, put all the other ones. I hate it within you, without you. I hate it. Wow, I love that song. I cannot listen to that thing. But yeah, that's understandable. I mean, if you're really not that into Indian music. It's just the, <clears throat> the star ruined it for me. I, I, so, I mean, I have nothing against it or anything. It's just... Yeah, it's not your cup of tea. Yeah, no, I, it was weird to me. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't Beatles to me. Yeah, I get that. That was your number seven, Sergeant Pepper? Yeah. All right. Number six for me was Help. Same. 
Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. There, it's another one of those that's like there are songs that I really don't like, but there are like too many songs that I like to put it in the lower tier. I kind of yeah. in the middle. You know, songs like uh, I mean, I need you is okay. I really don't. It seems oh, like I really yeah. don't care for George songs that much. Like you like me too much. I never cared for that one. Yeah, I don't like uh, it. That's probably my least favorite song on the album. I've just seen it face as a pretty good uh Ringo I love song. that song. That's one of my favorite Paul songs. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean other than that, I mean this this is a good album. This is I mean it's number six. I mean it's pretty yeah. much it's, half, it's like uh, right outside of the top five. So, it's right below halfway. Mm-hmm, exactly. Take the ride. That's a good song. Take it to uh, ride. You're gonna lose that girl. I love, love that it. song. Underrated. Uh, uh, help. Pretty much. The uh, title. Uh, title track. It's a pretty good song too. Night before. Just the first but, seven songs from Help to Ticket to Ride are all just great Beatles songs. But I think my favorite in the whole album is You Gotta Hide Your Love Away. That is a great song. I, that's I that's that my song. favorite one. Then again, I'm a I, I really like John. So uh, least so yeah, least favorite for me is you like me too much. Favorite I would probably have to say right now is probably help the title track. Yeah, it's, it helps pretty good. Yeah, I love that song. Oh man. Uh, or maybe it's only love. That song is underrated. I I really love. I'm gonna listen to that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. But that was your number six too. Yeah, let's start it. Up. All right, uh, number five. We're getting in the top five here, people. Ooh, All right, what's yours? Uh, number five for me is Magical Mystery Tour. All right. I mean, we've already I, talked about. It, but... Yeah, you. We talked about Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, but, I yeah. dig psychedelic music. Yeah, Grateful Dead, no, Pink I, Floyd. I do know this. <laughs> Grateful Dead. <laughs> Gotta bring Dead. up Grateful Dead every time. <laughs> Grateful Dead's okay. You know. I've never actually listened to Grateful Dead. Uh, I mean, if you like people jamming out for 20 minutes, you'll probably dig the Grateful Dead. But, uh... Yeah, uh, I like psychedelic stuff. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, even Cream. Stuff like that. Um, I can only tolerate some Cream. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I think this album is really underrated because it's almost like it always kind of gets overshadowed by Sgt. Pepper. Kind of gets. I mean, by. yeah. But uh, you know, songs like "Magical Mystery Tour," uh, "Fool on the Hill." Yeah, I love figured. that song. Uh, "Flying" is actually underrated. I Never love that song because it's one. an instrumental. "Blue Jay Way" is a good George song. I am the walrus, hello, goodbye, strawberry fields, penny lane, all you need is love. The second half of this album, I'd Good. say, um, it's definitely up there for one of the better second halves of Beatles albums. Yeah. But this whole album for me is uh, one of my favorites. I think my favorite song would probably have to be Strawberry Fields, and my least favorite would Probably have to be uh, Baby or a Rich Man. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it's too. Kind of weird. It's kind of a got a strange topic. I don't really know what it's about. And yeah, all these other songs are just for me. They're just so great. 
Yeah. Uh, what was your number five? Uh, my number five is with the Beatles. Hmm. I like I said I like their older well, when they first came out. Yeah, their early stuff is really good. I didn't really mind that there were covers and stuff. So it, it sounded great. Oh yeah. Like I've already expressed my opinions on it though. So. All right. Uh, number four for me is A Hard Day's Night. I, All right. The movie's great, first of all. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie was great. The movie's hilarious. <laughs> Shazam! Shazam! Uh, fall, fall over. <laughs> but yeah, this is almost like... Peak... Uh, oh, yeah. Rock band. Beatles before they yeah. became like you know more psychedelic mm-hmm. A Hard Day's Night should have known better mm -hmm. if I fell even the George song Happy Just to Dance With You ooh yeah I don't really know I mean towards you know these top five I don't really know if I can really pick a least favorite song uh ooh yeah that's a hard one uh, I would say my favorite right now would probably have to be You Can't Do That can't. Um, <laughs> it's kind of towards the back end of the album, so I don't know if a lot of people I really appreciate you can't do that as much. My favorite would be Anytime at All. That's another good John song. Uh, John pretty much dominates this album. Oh, yeah. But I think my least favorite would probably actually be I'll Be Back. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It really didn't fit the album that it's well. It's a good song, but I don't know. It it's kind of seems weird as a closer. Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, it didn't fit the album though either. It doesn't really. Like it was much. all it was all fast paced. Everything. Oh, I mean, I can't say that because if I fell was is third on the list, but but most yeah, but... majority of it is all fast paced. Mm -hmm. It's all like. It's a, it's a rock and roll album. Upbeat, and then you got I'll Be Back, which is fucking, it's kind of slow. Yeah, uh, it's kind of, you know, I kind of get adding in one of those songs like And I Love Her yeah, to yeah. the album, but I I wouldn't close with a song like that. I wouldn't either. I would close down. Uh, uh, yeah, the way that they ended. I would actually, I would have flipped You Can't Do That and I'll Be Back Around. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to say that. that. I would have closed with You Can't Do That because that's a great way to... I think that the way that they ended the song is yeah. a great way to end the album. Yeah, it would have been. But yeah, Hard Day's Night is number four for me. Um, I, uh, Number four was Beatles for Sale. Mm, another good one. All these albums are good. It's just, yeah, I know. You know. It's almost just you know personal preference. Yeah, no, it's all personal opinion, everything. But yeah, we've... Yeah, we talked about Beatles for sale. <laughs> it's another good one. Any specific favorites? Uh, specific. Uh, or least favorites? I mean, my f favorite was Mr. Moonlight, and my least favorite was probably Honey Don't. Yeah, Ringo's songs for me are just always kind of like. That was weird. Jokes, I don't. Almost. Well, not jokes, because that's disrespectful towards <laughs> Ringo. But... Joke. You know, but you know when you're competing with John Lennon and Paul McCartney. It's yeah, like, no, I it's, it's, kinda it's like, a weird fit. Got to kind of 
I mean, I understand you guys put Ringo in there, you know, just to just barely gets acknowledge any time. that he exists. George barely gets any time. Yeah, towards He's in the great. early days. Yeah. Yeah, Beatles for Sale. It's it's a good album. I just yeah. you know like the other seven on my list better. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Okay. Right. Um, like I said, psychedelic stuff that I find really cool. Experimentation yeah, is really cool. Um. Yeah, I don't really see at least top three especially. Um, oh, those first three. Yeah. The t- my top three albums, you know, they're they're like. Probably all on my top five albums of all time as well. If I could, you know, if it's not top five, you know, you can only pick from one artist. But if you can have multiple artists, then Sgt. Pepper and the other two are definitely on there. Understandable. Um, I like the way it starts off where it almost seems like it's a concert. Like people yeah. plotting for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, that is bring pretty out cool. Billy Shears I, I for which is Ringo, to sing with a little help from my friends. Lucy in the Sky is a great song. And you know, then, then there's songs like Fixing a Hole. Mr. Kite, I find really cool. The instrumentation. I never really listened to it. The instrumentation's cool. I really like Within You, Without You. You know, but, the you know. Sitar, it's... I, I know. There. I don't uh, know why, but it's just about it. But, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's relaxing. 64, good song. Yeah. Lovely Rita. Good morning, good morning. Eh. The reprise and then A Day in the Life is, of course, a great song. Favorite song is definitely Getting Better. Yeah, Getting Better. Uh, it's one of the more rockin' songs mm-hmm. on Sgt. Pepper. It's... And then there's, you know, as opposed to, like, the goofy kind of stuff, like the yeah, instrumentation on Mr. Kite. It was actually, it felt like a legitimate song. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a legitimate rock song. Like it, it, it felt like an actual Beatles song. Yeah, uh, kind of reminding us that the Beatles are one of the best rock bands ever. <laughs> Least favorite, I'd probably have to say "Good Morning, Good Morning." Yeah. Eh. Oh, those that would have been like a. You would think that would have been like the first song. Yeah, I mean, if they didn't do. If they didn't the, have that one Sergeant that was Peppers. made for the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was just kind of out of place. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And it leads into the reprise in mm-hmm. life. Um, but yeah, Sgt. Pepper, number three for me. Uh, what's yours? Uh, please Please Me. Wow. It's really high. I, yeah, no, I, I really like that album. It was one of my favorites. Actually, what really sold it for me the first time was just like the, the cover of the of the album. Yeah, like, I really like the I like I like the album cover. Yeah, that's also the cool. cover for uh, the, the 1973 compilation. Yeah, the Red Album, 62 to 66. Yeah, and then they remade right, and it. The, yeah, it was the remade one. Uh, the they went back and recreated. Cool. It. Yeah, that is a cool album cover where they're looking down at you. Yeah. Uh, any favorites? Uh, any definitely. Uh. I'd actually have to say "Twist and Shout." That is a good one. I like that. The second is a second close, although it would be "Do You Want to Know a Secret." Okay, yeah, that's a good song. 
I think my least favorite is uh, Chains. Ah, yeah. I didn't care that for it that much. That was kind of meh for me, too. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. What was your, uh, your number two? Number two is Rubber Soul. <laughs> oh, Rubber Soul. Such a good such For me, it's just point. always... Number two and number one are always subject to change. Yeah. I mean, I've listed off every album, so number one for me, Revolver. But it's always yeah. Rubber Soul or Revolver for me. Hmm. I don't think... I mean, they're pretty close, huh? <laughs> unlike Sgt. Pepper, where there is a song that I can pick out, like Good Morning, Good Morning, as my least favorite on the album. Yeah. I don't think I can really do that for Rubber Soul and Revolver. Boy, Rubber Soul had a fucking hit my sweet spot for sure. Uh... <laughs> Drive My Car, Norwegian Wood... You won't see me. Nowhere, man. Think for yourself. The word, Michelle. Even the Ringo song. I like the Ringo song. What goes on? I like oh it. yeah. You know. Then there's girl looking through you in my life. Wait, if I needed someone and run for your life. How? I don't know how to pick a least favorite out of all these great songs. I, I definitely have a least favorite, but I'll just save that for mine. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Since, since I'd say <laughs> right now my favorite off of Rubber Soul would have to be Girl. Yeah, I think I'm gonna sweet go potato. with Girl for right now. Yeah, my favorite fall vegetable, sweet potato. Yeah, Girl. You know, it's just a girl. It's more relaxing song. It is a weird song. song to me. It is kind of weird. I, I, I never liked I like the whole that. thing. I could hear him breathing. It was very weird. Yeah. The, the, that is, the whole that can exhale be a weird. thing. Yeah, I get Inhaling. that. Yeah, it was, was kind of creeped me out the first time I heard it, but it's a good song. Yeah, I find it more relaxing. And yeah, it's so relaxing. John, John can sing. I think we all oh, know that. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's a, it's a little obscure for the Beatles, and I, I like that in my music. Yeah. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, Hard Day's Night. Great fucking album. Uh, probably uh favorite song. Uh, you mentioned any time at all. Yeah, any time at all. But uh, I should have known better. Is probably close second though. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. But yeah, it's favorite. What I say with my favorite, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, and that was the one we said should be. That should that should have closed the album. Yeah. But yeah, I should have known like better. Is definitely definitely one of my favorites on that album, too. What's, uh, what's your number one? <laughs> Revolver. Okay. Yeah, Revolver is number one for me. I, I'm sure. You yeah, really I liked that one. Revolver. Um, I think it's a little more experimental. Yeah. In the psychedelic realm. Oh. Yeah, because that was when they were first dipping their feet into it. That was when they were dropping acid. Yeah, they were finally getting into that shit. So yeah, Rubber Soul is kind of like the the weed album. Yeah, Re Revolver is the well, actually, Sgt. Pepper is kind of more the LSD album, but mm -hmm. Revolver is kind of that mix of weed and acid. So well, Revolver was the acid. was that while they were in uh, in India when they that got was back. The white album was it? I think so. Huh. Oh. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. It's been a while. But yeah, 
I don't. I don't know. I. I just. I just prefer rubber revolver over rubber soul. I mean, songs like Taxman, Eleanor Rigby is one of my favorite Beatles songs ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm only sleeping. Good song. People underrate eh. that song. Eh, I, I, I enjoy that song a lot. Love you too. I mean, within you without you is better in terms of like George's Indian sitar songs, but yeah, it's still okay. Here, there, and everywhere. Kind of a hit or miss. Yellow submarine. I don't like Yellow Submarine. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Le- probably least favorite on the album. Yeah. She said Understandable. she said. That's a good underrated song. John song. Good day sunshine. Yeah. I can get why people don't like it, but I like it's those so good, but, Paul yeah. songs like that. Andrew Bird can sing. Great John song. Like For that no one. one. That song makes me sad, and I like that. But I like that song. Doctor <laughs> Robert. Eh. Doctor Hibbert. <laughs> I mean, it's a good song, but you know, on my, f- eh, I don't know. Understand. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes it's kind of like almost a break from greatness, because then it goes into "I Want to Tell You," which is one of my favorite George songs. Got to get you yeah. into my life. Probably my favorite. No, not my favorite. Second favorite Paul song. And mm. then "Tomorrow Never Knows" is a great song. I just love it. It's kind of that. It's almost like the end of Revolver is like an introduction to what they were gonna do on Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. With how experimental and psychedelic it is, and I just I love that shit. <laughs> so, what's your number one? Rubber Soul. Great album. It's my number two. Best song for me. I'm looking through you. Yeah, that's a good Paul song. I, I love it. Uh, this is the guitar in it too. Is like, oh, when when it when it starts. Mm. But uh, uh oh. second favorite though in my life. I do that. That that is one of the more popular Beatles. But songs. my least, but my least favorite is actually Michelle. Hmm. I really like that song. I I don't really care for it. So. I I get that. Yeah. But my favorite on Revolver, forgot to mention that, has definitely got to get you into my life. And then maybe I'm oh, sleeping. Yeah. Then my favorite is Yellow Submarine. Just yeah. Take, <laughs> take yeah. it out and put Rain on there. Put Rain? Oh, I've actually never heard Rain. Really? That's one of my favorite. I just I was ever. notified of its existence like yesterday. Wow. I had no idea what it is though. Uh, it's well, it's the B side. I know what it is, writer. but I've, I haven't heard it. Yeah, you should listen to Rain. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that pretty much rounds out our lists. Yeah. Pretty much Rubber Soul and Revolver were the number ones for both of for Oh, us. of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that 65, 66, those are kind of becoming... Those are good years. The, uh, the favorites for a lot of people, yeah. I've noticed. Good place to start. But yeah, I, I, I think that's actually going to do it for the Slappy Boys podcast, episode two. Uh, If you're at this point, thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for existing, all that stuff. (laughs) We appreciate you a lot. We really do. Uh, Slap that like button. Get us on Apple Podcasts somehow. 